I mentioned that bar because everybody's definition of happiness is different. Uh, some people put on this facade on social media and show like, man, I'm so fucking happy. And for me personally, I'm afraid to say that I'm happy a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. People will make it seem, I mean, going back to that bar, people will make it seem like they're happy when they're really, like, fucking miserable, bro. And that, like, kind of creates a domino effect where the person seeing that, it's like, damn, they're in Cancun, they're having the time of their life, but you don't know that they're fucking, like, doing terrible right now in their own, like, head, you know? Mm -hmm. and they're not happy, they just want to show that they're happy. Now that person's going to go and do the same thing and, like, you know, post a picture of, you know, going to Rome, literally, and save the pictures on the phone. This is Sad Boy Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sad Boy Radio. I'm your host, Matt. You know how we do here. But we're going to get into it already. Today, I got a new special guest. Uh, very famous in Pilsen. Very famous at UIC. Very famous all over Chicago. Cease Days. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, man? Uh, I go by Cease Days. Um, DJ, event manager, um... I, I do a whole bunch of shit, man. <laughs> You're going to learn a lot about him today because he does a whole bunch of fucking shit. Before we get into it, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you fucking subscribe because I got a lot of people hitting me up and I don't see these subscriptions going up. So I'm like... Got to get the numbers up, man. For real. I appreciate the follows, though. All right, bro, man. It's been a minute. Uh, I'm glad to, that you're finally here. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but I definitely talked to Cooley about like having you guys on back in the day uh, when we first started this shit. So, man, everything comes full circle. I do want to ask you right off the bat, because you mentioned that you want to talk about mental health. So where are you mentally right now? Um, well, this is it's, it's a process, right? So it's not it's not something that you get better at in one day. You know, it's something that that's you know, it's it's a process, right? So, you know, it's, you take it day by day. Um, where am I right now? Um, I'm growing every day, man. Uh, fortunately, I'm better than where I was, you know, two, three months ago. And two, three months from now is going to be hopefully better than what I am today. Um, so it's just a process, bro. But, I mean, so far, so good. No crazy issues. Just getting through life, you know? Facts. Um, before we take a trip down to two, three months ago, we're going to take a trip down a couple of years ago. So, you know, I know a little bit about you. I've done my research. I do my research on every guest that comes through. You're a member of Sigma Lambda Beta, member of 3AM, former member of UIC Radio, yeah. and your most prominent role is Desvelados. Okay. Where were you mentally when you did UIC Radio? Man, UIC Radio, it's, uh, what was it, 2013? So close to 10 years ago. Um, I was a freshman at UIC, uh, got noticed by the people that were part of UIC radio, um, as well as like people that were students there, um, got approached with an opportunity to run a radio show. And I was like, yo, I, I would, I want to be on the radio. You know, I want to DJ. Obviously I was, I was already a DJ by then. Um, and I took it and my initial idea for it was just to DJ for two hours a day. Um, Nothing crazy, and then I started inviting my friends, part of the, uh, the 3M uh, guys uh, that DJed, and it just took off from there, man. We just started inviting more and more people to the show, um, and eventually started interviewing them, and then they gave us more guests to bring onto the show, and it just like it blew up out of nowhere, you know. Um, we ended up getting people like Taylor Bennett on there, um, and then that evolved into us DJing shows with them, uh, King Louis. Uh, 
Hollywood Holt, a bunch of Chicago rappers, man. Rappers, DJs, uh, entertainers, artists, all sorts of things, man. So it was a really beautiful thing. We ran that for six years, so. Yeah. And how do you feel like that experience with all those different rappers has helped you grow musically, even as a DJ? Yeah, so as a, as a DJ, man, I definitely got to experience a lot of, like, different events in the city and really got exposed to the culture in Chicago uh, as far as, like, art and music goes. I think that it w- if it wasn't for UIC Radio, bro, like, I wouldn't have had so many doors open as they did. You know, it's crazy how that happens. Um, and throughout, the, throughout that process, I ended up, like, doing whole bunch of other things that I do now which include like house so and stuff like that but it's it's wild man it's really it's really it's a lot bro because it's six years I mean we were there every single week um and I was DJing at UIC as well so um yeah bro it was just it was a crazy experience man for sure yeah six years is a long time bro you you can't erase the memories that you make throughout six years or the experience that you gain there's just so much that goes into that we're definitely going to touch on it more but we're going to continue down this road. And just so you know, I got this idea from fucking... Have you watched the Drink Champs episode with Big Sean? I didn't see the Big Sean one. I've seen uh, part of the Kanye one, and I saw most recently the Twister one. Okay. So the Big Sean one, they have a part where he asks him, where were you at the time of this album being made? So when Hall of Fame was made, when... Dark Sky Paradise, all that shit. And, bro, he gives some fucking crazy-ass answers. You should definitely watch it. So now we'll touch on the betas. Where were you mentally when you joined them? Uh, with, for me, man, they had a lot of different things to offer that I was really interested in. Um, since I was in high school, shit, even before that, I was really interested in serving my community, and that's still a thing that I'm super interested in now. I just didn't know how to go about it at the time, um, and that's... You know, that's when I met the betas. I met uh, uh, Ricky, who's original cool, Cooley. Um, and he literally opened my eyes to a whole different world that I didn't know existed, you know? Yeah, damn, he gave out the government, bro. <laughs> he gave out the government <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> For yeah, at the time, because at the time it wasn't original cool, you know? It was, it was Ricardo, um, and then his, his line name, and then, you know, eventually it turned into cool, original cool, so, you know? process right okay so then 3 a.m how old were you and where were you mentally for that yeah i I didn't know you were gonna bring that up honestly (laughs) um that's it's crazy that you did because a lot of people don't um they don't remember that or don't necessarily understand why it's important to me Mm -hmm. um and it was honest the the crazy the real crazy part about it is that uic radio the betas and 3 a.m all happened around the same time which was my freshman year my first semester of college really um, 3 a.m. happened because me and my uh, best friend Serna um, linked up with Anum, who was a DJ and also did graffiti at that time, um, and was uh, one of the main members from 3 a.m. We ended up going to his house for a DJ session, um, and that's where I met a lot of the guys. And that di- like sessions like that just ended up happening all the time. It was in his garage, um, and yeah, man, it just like. We shared a lot of the same interest. We we're all into like art and graffiti, um, the street scene and the, the the hip-hop scene in Chicago, as well as DJing. And, you know, we were all around the same age as well, so that's kind of how that came apart. Um, and then, you know, we just ended up, like, uniting, you know? And, um, yeah, bro, it's, it's, whew, man. I did. I did not expect that at all, bro. Taking you down memory lane right now. Yeah, bro, <laughs> man. Like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, how did I? Actually, how did we actually meet? But that's that's really what it was. 
Yeah, so instead of just being a graffiti crew, now we have a music wing where we have like people that want to rap, people that DJ, and uh, want to focus on beat production, right? So now it's a whole different like side of just the graffiti crew. Um, and of course, you know, Aldrin was part of that as well. He started uh, doing the shirt printing and the, and the clothes making at that time. Um, and yeah, man, that's, that's kind of how that came, came about. Um, for me, I think that was like summer 2013 um like fall of 2013 for sure but all three of those like were about the same time yeah mm. yeah that's fucking crazy bro and i'm you're gonna be surprised by a lot of the shit i know low-key okay just um because just because i don't i didn't follow the page I still knew who you were. I still hey, peeped. You, my, you yeah, know you what I'm saying? Me, so I, I did my research on you. So <laughs> I'm just saying. But, yeah, I mean, that's super dope, especially that you guys have those creative outlets. You know, it's not just graffiti and it's not just painting anymore. It's evolved into something much bigger. And we're going to get into so much more of that even down the line. But the last one, the last group, Desvelados. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about that and where you were mentally when that started. Yeah, Desvelados was... Man, that's uh, that's really what I'm focusing on right now. Um, and similarly to 3M, I mean, we all do a whole bunch of different stuff. And uh, I think it was it was cool that said that we're like the the Latino Wu Tang Clan in a sense, right? Uh, it's a whole bunch of different members that bring a lot to the table. Uh, but when we all like get together, we do crazy shit, man. And that's really what it what it is, man. I mean, we have DJs, we have cool who's a, a graphic designer. Uh, we have people that that do security. We have trend that that that's a bartender. You know, it's it's a uh, it's pretty great stuff, man. But um, the way that that kind of formed, man, we were all just kind of like DJing on our own, and that turned into like, hey, like we had already known about each other for a long time. Um, specifically, like let's see, um, Cheech, M Dog, and Psycho. They had been knowing each other for a while. Um, and then on my side, it was like me, Anum, and Nico, who were part of the 3M crew. Um, so that's kind of how that came apart. Later on, we brought in uh, Light, um, who's from the north side. And that's as far as the DJ side goes. Um, and then Cool, he came out to a couple of our events um, and was like, hey, like, you know, he just started like drawing because that's what he does, right? He draws ideas and stuff. And after one late night, he drew something out. Um, and it was like something that like the people that don't sleep or something like that, right? Um, and if you translate that into Spanish, the actual word is los desvelados, you know, because it was a bunch of us at the time. So he listed them out and he sent it to me. And I think if I remember correctly, I'm like, yo, like that's a solid lineup. You know, it's a solid group of people. They're like, yo, like we're pretty much like the generals of the south side of Chicago as far as music goes, man. Um, and that's kind of how that came about. And. You know, if it wasn't for cool, um, I think we'd still be doing our own individual things, man. But because of that, like, that's kind of how that happened, yo. It's it's crazy how stuff happens, you know. I don't know. Right. Um, and that was that was a few years ago. Um, and now we've just evolved into something more mm -hmm. complex and, you know, organized. So. Yeah. So to answer the question, to go back to the question, right, okay. I love that you gave the – your origin story into the groups, right? Now, for you mentally, I want to know specifically mentally, where were you when Nesvelado started? Shit, I don't even remember. You don't even remember? <laughs> Damn, <No>. bro. <laughs> so I'll be recalling shit like that. 
But the reason I ask you is because I want to come back to where are you now, right? Right, for sure. How has your mindset changed from when you joined these groups to now, and how have you grown mentally? Fuck, bro. That's a that's a pretty complex question, man. I mean, if you if you go back to what we said in the first one, it was UIC Radio, um, 3 a.m. and the betas. I mean, I was a 18 year old college freshman, you know. Uh, at that point, I wanted to do something like that was for me, um, as opposed to this Velaos that is for the people, right? Um, I don't know. That's a very, very interesting question. Mind you, he wanted to peep the outline for yeah, a, a fat minute. I, I, I really did want to peep <laughs> the outline because, like... But that's the reason yeah. we don't let people into the outline, right? Because being able to think back to these moments and recall it on the spot, mm-hmm. it's more emotional rather than let me think about it for a second because now you're going to recall not only the bad, the good, and the middle, you're going to recall everything and try to filter it as much as you can right because not everybody wants to put not not saying like you specifically right but not everybody wants to put out like damn this shit happened to me and let me not talk about it let me go on to something new you know what i'm saying uh as far as like these milestones in your life right because these are huge milestones joining a group and being a part of something really does shape you into a certain person whether you stick with it or whether you leave eventually, all those things still stay with you, you know, specifically like for me, right? I always recall certain things and certain parts of my life where I was like, fuck, like, damn, that really happened, you know, that's fucked. But you eventually move on and that helps you grow as a person, uh, especially mentally. I think that being able to reflect on your past uh, and accept it and then continue to grow, that's a especially important for mental health and uh when i asked you i was like elaborate more on mental health a little bit you were like well it connects to everything i'm like it does but how did you get to that point of thinking like mental health connects everything because i think everybody has their own mental health journey where it's like you know you don't just fucking say mental health is important out of nowhere, right? It's a bunch of little shit that leads you up to believing that. So for you, what was that? Well, for me, like, I'm from the south side of Chicago, right? And, like, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens in the south side. Um, and for me, USC Radio, Betas, and 3M was an escape from that, right? In the, in, in the sort of way. Um, it was, for me, it was, like, a way to, like, express myself, um, but also, like, get away from issues. Um, I... Yeah, man, it's it's you're really hitting like you're really going deep right now, bro. Um, but yeah, man, that's pretty much what it was. Um, yeah, bro, I don't shit, bro. You got my ass. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> man, you knew what you were getting yourself into, bro. If you if you did your if you did your research, bro. I really did it, man. If you did your research, you know. So, let me hit you with this one, right? What moment in your life has changed you? That, so that can be a good moment, that can be a bad moment. Yeah. But how has it changed you and what was it? A moment that changed me. Um, so when COVID started, man, I had gotten sick, right? And then shortly after that, my dad got sick and, you know, unfortunately, like, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I was, like, really lost in myself for a while. And I didn't know what to do with myself, even though I had music and I had, you know, Desvelados and, and Betas and 3 a.m., and you know, I was really lost with myself. Um, 
and I had to get myself out of that like hole. Um, that was first. That was num- the number one thing for me. Um, at a certain point, I, f- I thought that I, that I had gotten myself out of that hole, but I wasn't even like nowhere near it. Um, and then like we lost two of the homies, right, Anum and Moon, and that's really where I hit. Like I felt like I hit rock bottom. Um, and in between those two moments, like everything that I was doing that was that w- was like really, I don't know, like selfish in a way. Um, but I ended up realizing that um, everything that we do has to like leave a mark on this earth, right? Uh, and that's pretty much what I'm like wor- what I'm like working on right now, right? Like what's gonna be the last thing that people will remember me for, right? This is what I'm focused on right now. Everything that's gonna be like long term, that's gonna leave a print after we're gone. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's dope, bro. I really like that message. I always think about that. I I really do, yeah. because when I think back on my life, right, I don't want to think back and like, damn, I was a regular ass person. You know, <laughs> I, I woke up, went to my nine to five, fucking slaved away. You know, and then went to sleep and like did nothing, right? That that's always been like a fear, I guess. And I always knew I was like meant to do something bigger, right? It's just I could never fucking put my thumb on it right i never found my niche and what i needed to do so when it came to time to like leave a legacy right uh it's corny but like hamilton right in the musical they're always talking about like you gotta leave your legacy what are people gonna remember you for and a lot of people you know they're proud of what they've lived for right a lot of people have their families and for some people that's more than enough that their family remembers them but when you're a creative it's like you want people to remember you for so much more and the message you're trying to spread. As far as, you know, that moment that you shared, right? Uh, that moment is so, it's tough, bro. And I, I'm sorry for your loss, I really am. You know, during the pandemic, if, you, if you've watched enough episodes, you know I mentioned my grandmas, that they both passed away uh, in 2021. And I was at Nico Supremo's show, Supremo show. I keep saying Supremo, but um and he said that this song is for the people that we've lost and it's called gone and in the song he says pain 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 go away i had a bad 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 yesterday uh there's too too much on my brain and that the song is basically talking about like he's gonna go drink to forget so that these memories and the pain that i'm feeling right now just fades away uh Fuck, I want to recall the full fucking lyric. Hold on. (laughs) But we need an escape so bitter. And, man, um, for me personally, like, I've never, I was taught from a young age, like, don't drink or use certain, you know. Substances. Substances. There you go. Certain substances when you're sad because that's how you become addicted. If you're drinking, you use it to enhance your fucking party, to enhance your happy, right? So um, when he says this was taught to us at a young age, I think of coping mechanisms. Coping mechanisms go so much further than drugs, alcohol. It goes to fucking just turning away from people and being on your own. For you, what are those coping mechanisms that you've learned from? That I've learned from people? That Well, one, that you use two that you've learned from your family you know shit that you learned from a young age because as mental health goes right 
you are literally another representation of who brought you up. Although the values and the thoughts have changed and been modified over time, it's still a part of you that was ingrained into you at a young age. Yeah. So for me, since I was young, man, it's always been music. And it's like not only like beat production or like DJing, but just sitting in a room and playing loud music, bro. That's really what it is for me, man. Like, and my family knows that now knows that by now. It could be like <laughs> noon, or it can be like 11 p.m. Shit, it can be like 4 a.m. and I'm gonna blast the shit out the speakers, bro. Should have said 3 a.m., bro. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. I mean, that's really what it is for me. Um, just out loud, man. Sometimes it'll be like in my headphones. Um, and then just jam out, bro. And, like, sometimes I'll dig through my library and, like, just look for stuff that I haven't played in a while. Um, now I do it a lot with Spotify. I literally have, like, close to 300 playlists, bro, of, like, just different feelings and emotions, man. And that's really what what it's turned into, man. Now, like, I'll light up a candle in my room, bro. And that's, like, something that you rarely hear a guy say or that is open, that, that you know, that they're open to say. Like, I'm that guy, bro. Like, I'll do that. And I'm proud of it because, like, you want to talk about six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago? Never would have thought of that. <laughs> and now it's like, yo, I can, I can, like, I'm in my room. I got the dim the lights dimmed out. I got, a, I have a candle, and I'm like just jamming out to Spotify playlist, yeah. or making Spotify playlists of, you know, what I'm feeling at that moment. Um, and now that's just turned into like a monthly. I have like a monthly um, playlist that I put out of just jams that I'm listening to. Um, but yeah, I think that w that's that's what I do now. I peeped that. Yeah, on Instagram, the February one, yeah, right? Yeah, the February one, man. And if you look closely at it, it's like it's always gonna be about 40, 40 to fifty tracks. Um, and a lot of the tracks are like very like chill, like hip hop or like R and B ish. Um, have some like Afro and like some Latin flavor in there for sure. Um, but that's really what it is, cause that's how I've been feeling lately. Just like try to mellow out. Um, I have like. I feel like I have like really bad anxiety sometimes, and when I, <laughs> yeah, don't don't get me started on anxiety, bro. I mean, the thing is, man, like the thing with anxiety is like you have to let you have to figure out the best way for yourself to handle it. Mm -hmm. So that's what it is for me, man. Always. Sometimes I just let it beat my ass, low key. No, like I just that's be. A, that's I, bad, bro. <laughs> I I just be well. That's my problem, bro. Is my coping mechanism has become just like, man. Like music, like you said, blasting music, listening to music. But sometimes, like, that anxiety just takes over where it's like, all right, now I got to go to the gym. And sometimes I don't even feel like doing shit. Like, I just go to sleep, bro. Yeah. And, uh, man, there was a while back, a little while back, where every day I was waking up with fucking anxiety, bro. Like, every single day. Like, I thought about one thing for a second and fucking 10 a.m., bro, 10 a.m. throughout the whole day. Do you do you like when you wake up? Do you like reflect or like meditate or anything like that? No, my first thing is go on my phone, and I know that's yeah. bad because you know they just say like technology right away is terrible for you. You know what my problem is is when it comes to anything that is like not work, I I'm like fuck, I gotta get this done, and then I'm anxious about it for like the rest of the day. So. When, even when it comes to going to the gym, bro, I'll go to the gym and if I spend an hour while I'm walking on the treadmill or while I'm doing a mile, I'm like, fuck, I got to go do this shit. Now I got to get out the gym as fast as possible. So I, what I really tried doing is like I'll try walking on the treadmill, right? And doing about 30 minutes 
and forcing myself to be there for the 30 minutes because one i know it's good for me right two it's like i don't always need to be working but my brain's like fuck you gotta go get this done or it's not gonna get done yeah no for me it's like my brain is weird i like i have to work on everything that i do is has to be organized right and i i don't know man like i write everything down um like if I show you my phone right now, you'll see every single thing that I had to do for the week. Like any any where I have to be, you know, I have my work schedule on there, which is the same every day, Monday through Friday. But like this interview is actually on my like iPhone calendar as well, um, as well as what I'm gonna do after this. You know, that's just the type of person that I am. Um, and then every morning that I wake up, it's a routine for me. And this is something that I've learned in the past three months. Like like we've been mentioning, right? You know, I wake up and I don't look at my phone at all, even though it might be next to me. I might like tap it just to see what time it is, just to triple check that I'm, you know, not super late to anything. Um, but what I'll do is like I'll just sit down on my chair on the table on the table and write down what is on my mind at the moment, um, or any like negative energy that I have just waking up, just so it's released. Right? That's just me. I'm huge on like energy, like that you give out and that you you welcome your body to, as well as far as as well as like exchanges between people. Cause that's like everything, bro. You can have a great day, and then like somebody bumps into you, you feel the negative energy, and it's like, damn, like now I'm now my day is shitty because yeah. I spilled my coffee, you know, <laughs> or something like that. And just you know, doing small things like that every single morning, bro, it makes a change, and your body will start to like feel different, you know. At, at least that's what it is for me. And I don't think I've like really told anybody that I do this, but people have, when they see me, they've noticed that I'm much more happier every day. And that my energy is like positive, more than what it was before, you know. Um, so there's that, and then there's also like meditation, which I also like do as well. So, yeah, man, you gotta. Yeah, uh, I think writing, writing is really, yeah. it's a dope thing, and it's becoming a lost art. Um, that people are just not writing anymore, but really, exactly. yeah, <laughs> but really, writing is like, bro. I'm not gonna lie on some corny shit. Like, when you when you're really into somebody, like I be writing letters, bro. Like, because, like I said, bro, I'm a hopeless romantic. Like, bro, I, hey. I, I be fucking saying that shit. You, and you know what's crazy, man? Like, I just like, man, I, we're in the same boat here, bro. Like, I don't put anything out, but like, I write poetry, right? Like, I'll try to like, and this comes from this. This pretty much like stems from the same routine every morning right i'll write stuff down even if whether it's negative or, or positive i make sure that i still write it down and like later on in the day or like in the nighttime i'll just like look back at it and see like make sure that i don't like you know that i don't if it's negative i make sure that i don't feel the same way about it you know just try and make it positive if that makes any sense mm. it makes sense to me no i know what you're talking about yeah. man i'm always so afraid to say something negative about myself and mm. anything negative about a situation i'm in because I feel like once you start talking negative about it, it just makes the situation worse. It's never going to get better. So you got to use positive affirmations. And by being positive about shit, you know, shit will get better. My thing is, bro, I always peep shit about people, right? Like the way that people move, the way that people talk to you, the way that people text you. Like you can sense the energy, even a text, bro. Um and once you start thinking like that, that's when shit goes wrong. You know, when people always say... You're, you're getting into your own head is really what it comes down to. When people send that, we need to talk text. 
And but you know what, man? But that that kind of comes from like a difficult conversation, right? And like I just told somebody yesterday this as well. Like I'm all about the difficult conversations, whether it's a relationship or a friendship. That conversation that people try and like stray away from, I'm with it. Like if you have a problem, like let's sit down and talk about it and figure it out. Because at the end of the day, like I'm not a person that likes to like argue or get into fights at all, man. Like that's to me that's negative energy. Like mm-hmm. we're all grown people. We can sit down and talk about it and figure out an issue and you know, go on from there. And that's how you, you move forward, you know? Yeah, especially when you're holding on to that shit, right? Yeah. I always say like let it go. Um, because you need to let go of that. Whatever you're going through, hurt, anger, sadness, like all of that shit you need to let go of. And if that's ironic coming from fucking sad boy radio, <laughs> but fucking this is this is my release, bro. Like every week I come on here and talk about some shit that I went through or some shit that I'm going through. And lately I haven't gone through anything, so I can't. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I'm on the same boat as you, man. Like I said, like I, I, I was in Mexico for like close to a month in December. And that's really where I took some time away from from the city and from the issues and bullshit that I had going on here and really sat down and, like, reflected on, like, all right, what needs to change and how am I going to make it happen? You know, I came back from, like, in May, in my my uh, my homie Ain't No Man Pass in May, and then Moon was, like, two or three months later. You know, this is, like, two close friends, you know, that everybody knew and loved in the same summer, bro. Like, that fucked me up, mm-hmm. you know? And everybody would keep asking me, like, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? How can I help? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yo, I was not good, bro. Mm-hmm. I was not good. And that goes back to, like, the coping mechanisms. You mentioned that people would, like, rely on, on alcohol and substances. Bro, I was, like, pretty damn near to that point, yo. Yeah. I wasn't doing well at all. But, you know, when I was in Mexico, like I said, I really sat down and reflected on when, what, what I needed to do and how was I going to make it happen. And, you know, gladly I'm here now. But, it's like I said, I mean... We're not perfect, so it's everything is like, you know, it's a process. So and sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, bro. Just sitting down and taking that inward look at yourself yeah. to think like, damn, you know, would would so and so be proud of me? Would uh, if my fucking this is how I think, right? Yeah. If my parents knew about the shit that was going on with me, what would they say? Or if this person knew about it, what would they say? And not that it matters, right? At the end of the day, you're your own person. You're the one that makes the decisions for you, and it only impacts you. But you got to think about, like, damn, am I a shitty person? And, you know, not to say, like, someone's a shitty person, but it's like when you reflect, you're like, that was that was pretty dirty of me to do. Yeah, or like a certain, like, yeah, I mean, uh, yo, I totally agree with that, man. And I don't know, like, if you, if you like like you said, if you take the time to reflect and, and really try and change that, man, it makes all the difference, bro. Like, like I said, not only in like friendships, but relationships, coworkers, all that shit matters, bro. And yeah, bro. Big Sean said in Win Some, Lose Some, sometimes the best teacher in life is ourselves going through some. Whenever you're going through some shit in your life, people always say that you're not going to learn until you go through it yourself. Yeah. And that's facts, bro. You, like one one example, right? High school relationships. People always say, like, you think that shit's going to last? And that <laughs> shit never fucking lasts. And people are like, yeah, it's going to last. No, you'll learn one day, yeah. but it's not going to last. So as far as, like, Big Sean saying that shit, Big Sean got bars, bro. Big Sean got bars all over the place. Nobody, he slept on. But, yeah, as far as him saying that, I think that whenever you're going through something, you're learning. 
Uh, and the best teacher in life is fucking experience. What I did want to ask you is music and tagging, bro. They're similar but different. Obviously, they're both arts. But what you do for them is different. So explain, like, the main differences for you as far as expression through tagging and expression through music as well as any other differences you can name. Yeah, so, I mean, the time period for me was very different, um, and I didn't really... I didn't necessarily like really dive into the the tagging part. For me, it's just been the art, right? And like the art as far as like spray paint and painting. And I'm not, I'm really not a great drawer, so that's pretty much all that that is, right? And I'm really into like street art and 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 fashion and that side of the culture. But um, DJing, though, I mean, I've been DJing for a minute, and for some time there was some overlap uh, between them, but. Um, I, I, it's, shit, that's a hard one too, bro. You got some hard questions, bro. Like, yeah, man, I mean, they're both a way to express yourself for sure. Um, just the, the tagging thing is not really legal. Um, so there's that. But, I mean, people, people that I know that do graffiti and art in that sense express themselves the same way that I do through DJing. Uh, for some people, it's like an adrenaline rush, and that's really what it comes down to, man, like, the fear of almost getting caught um, versus for me, like, I don't know, DJing is, like, for the crowd and for the people. Like, I just DJed last week at Zoe's, and it was crazy, bro. Like, definitely one of my top five sets of all yeah. time. Like, people knowing all the words, people dancing no matter what I threw on. I think I threw on some, like, African, like, some African, like, sambo song, and people were just, like, going in, and I'm like, yo, like, that's crazy. I don't even think y'all knew what this was, you know, and they're just <laughs> dancing their ass off, and it's, that's what it's about, man. It's just like if somebody's doing, like, a a wild-style piece on, you know, on, on a billboard or something, you don't, you can't see what the what the word says or what the letters say, but it's, it's beautiful because of the color scheme and the placement of everything. That's, I mean, that's beautiful to me, bro. I mean, I don't know. Definitely, definitely some similarities, but I can't really speak right now on the graffiti itself because I didn't really dive into it, um, you know, like other people did. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, because when I was part of 3AM, I, I was more part of the music uh, side of it. Yeah. What I did want to ask you, bro, is fucking Cease Days. Where did you get the name? What's my name in, in English? I, I know. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was going to say. Your name in English. Yeah. It's my my name is Cesar, Cesar. Yeah. So cease days. Where did you get the days from? What's, do you know Spanish? No, not like that. Oh, it's, oh. it's D-I-A-Z, Diaz. Oh. Which is just different spelling. So I didn't know your last name. Oh. That's days in Spanish, though. I didn't know your last name. I knew your first name. <laughs> Fucking guy. Um, you know what, man? Somebody actually somebody actually like mentioned it. Um, I don't remember which DJ it was exactly because I used to go by something different. Um, and then it also was based on like my brother who was who was going by like Robbie D or something like that, um, and that's kind of where that like stemmed from. But I had like I think I met a DJ like a house music or a juke DJ when I was like a, when I was really younger, when I was younger, um, and they asked me for or I asked them for like hey are you so and so and they're like yeah what's your name, I told them my full like <laughs> government name, <laughs> and they're like yo like. Or like Diaz, that's days. I'm like yeah, and then it just got shortened to C or like to 
like C, it was like C days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, you know, people call me C's already. So like C's days. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to just go for it for now. And then the name eventually just stuck. And, you know, it's been almost 15 years later. I'm like, well, it's too late to change my name at this point. So I thought it was some emo shit, low key, like C's days, like end of days type shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what? A lot of people do bring that up, too, like or like C's the day, you know, mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, man, I mean, it's perspective, bro. I really want to think about it. Well, bro, Mexican culture is obsessed with fucking skulls and, like, death and celebrating that shit. So I, I was like, I damn, cease days, bro. Like, <laughs> that shit's raw. You know you what I'm saying? On, Whole time it's his <laughs> government. So as far as, you know, the painting and uh, music, I know you said you didn't dive too much into painting, but being a part of that, what lessons have both of them taught you? Um, Longevity, for sure. Um. I don't know, man. They they definitely have a lot of similarities as far as, like, how it is in Chicago, right? So longevity is one thing. Like, you want to do some crazy shit in painting, that's cool. But, I mean, you're risking your life at the same time. You feel me? Like, if you're climbing something really tall or you're on tracks, like, you can always get hurt, you know? Um, but as far as DJing, is different, man. You have to, like, really take your time and, and sharpen up your craft. Um, and that's, you know, if you focus on the now you're only going to stay in the now you know and that goes for genres you know your personality how you interact with people a lot of people burn bridges real quick in the industry bro so there's that um you heard that (laughs) (laughs) i'm just saying bro like i've been here from for a little minute bro i'm 27 i've been here for a minute bro so um there's that but i don't know man it's uh that's kind of that's kind of tough too bro all right, bro, it's tough questions out here, bro. It is tough questions. I thought you were going to ask me, like, yo, like, I don't even know what you were going to ask me, bro. That's bro. why I asked for the outline. Yeah, he, he really did not do his research like that, bro. For me, it's been like, and I had told you the day that we met up at, at Herbal, um, the, the day that I seen you, and I'm like, yo, like, I'm we're really selective. Me specifically, I'm very selective on, like, media that I choose to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And so far, it's like, and, and cool is the same way, too. I mean, a bunch of us are like that. Um but, yeah, I mean, that's just how it is for me. Like, I had already peeped your show from, like, a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yo, it would be super dope to do that. Just because on my end, like, I interviewed people for six years, you know? And, like, rarely have I been getting interviewed because that's just how I wanted it to be, you know? Yeah. It's just, uh, and I had said it off camera, too. It's, like, this weird, like, split between who I am as a person versus, like, the these days personality. And sometimes, like, they mesh together. And sometimes they're like way different too, you know. Mm-hmm. And just like I was telling you, what? Well, first I want to say thank you, bro, for coming on. You know, yeah. uh, you even went out of your way to be like, "Yo, shoot me a date." You know, how many people would fucking go out of their way to be like, "Yo, shoot me a date" after we already had that conversation? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I appreciate you for that. Uh, but just like we were talking about, it's the fact that like I feel the same way that you do. That before this show, bro, like nobody knew anything about me like that you know my close homies and that was it yeah. all people ever gathered for me was like partying um bro they they assumed i wasn't smart like this whole time Yo. people <laughs> always assumed like i didn't know what i was doing in school yeah. or anything so when i'd be like yeah i got like a's and b's or i'm about to graduate they're like you're about to graduate i'm like bro like i'm not fucking stupid bro so when it comes when it comes to that like sharing your personality and um, showing who you really are, it's like only a select few people get that type of access to you. Sure. 
but as far as like this media form it's like i've o- i've said it on camera multiple times i never really think that like people catch what i say you know what i'm saying especially when you're doing art you can say whatever the fuck you want and nobody's gonna fucking question you like fucking juice world bro he was talking about how he wanted to die and nobody ever questioned like damn does this dude really want to die or what so as far as media it's like i you know i wish that people would take it a little more serious especially as far as mental health because some people can literally tell you like they're about to end their shit and nobody reaches out nobody checks in yeah man i mean that's the that's really the man that's it's sad it's sad really you know um, and like we're in a we're in a we're in an age where a lot of people will like post that on social media, right? Like uh, if you ever go, you have Twitter, oh yeah. Like people on Twitter are like, oh, I'm like this close to ending it, and it's like, yo, that's you know, you do it to be humorous and shit, but like, yo, what's what's really the deeper issue with with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I've had my fair share of that, you know, when I was really going through shit, I would just like just be a, literally a sad boy on like twitter and 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 sad boys and for instagram real. bro and like snapchat and shit and it's like all right well i'm kind of tired of being like sad and shit so let me do something about it you know and i don't really don't regret that decision bro like now i'm doing a lot better than before you know so yeah so go ahead and talk about that a little bit you know what what have you done from that moment that has helped your mental health for the better so yeah so well to go back a little bit a lot of like my friends were like saying like yo what what the fuck is wrong with you man like really um because we'd go out and like instead of being happy like i'll just like sit down and like you know just like watch be a sad boy yeah be a sad boy bro really what it what it was man and like there was a couple times where i've like expressed to like like my you know my close friends like what it was really going on and like at a certain time, I didn't even know what what it was really, um, but when I figured it out, you know, I told them like this is what's going on with me, and um, I had mentioned it off camera, but like right after like Moon passed, you know, Aldrin was the one that spoke in, spoke out uh, in the funeral, like hey, like you like you should probably look into therapy, and I don't think that I've ever told them that, but I'm like yo, like you know, shout out to Aldrin because that's the homie too, you know, but that's really what. Um, the action that I decided to take, you know, and yeah, bro, now we're here. So, yeah. So if it's too personal, it's okay. But how has therapy helped you? Um, oof, there's there's a lot of different answers to that for sure. Um, I feel like I didn't really believe in myself and what I was doing at all. Um, so that's one thing. Um, but I also didn't understand like how to cope with certain stuff right and that goes back to like the music stuff like i'll sit th- sit on my computer and like just like all right well just some you know just like not be interested anymore there was a period of time where i didn't dj or i didn't go out and it was like i was sitting in my room pr- depressed you know um but yeah man i mean i don't really think that i've told many people about that shit either but um yeah, bro. I mean, it really it was it's a lot of self-reflection, just believing in myself, really what it came down to. And at the end of the day, it was like, yo, like I do a lot of shit that makes a difference. Um so let me just continue to do that shit because it, during that time it was like an awkward pause, right? When COVID started and like the end of the summer, it was like a really like a pause in like how focused I was in like meeting my goals and shit. So, yeah, bro. 
with shit like that, bro, you never realize, like, who you're impacting, you know? And I think that that's the sad part sometimes is that people aren't celebrated and appreciated as much as they should be. When people are feeling down, it's like, damn, I read that. I saw that. But let me not check in on them. Let me not go show love to them, you know? Um and that's why, for me, I try to go out to as many events for people that have come on the show because they do it out of respect for what I do, and they do it because they they just want to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody has ever told me, like, oh, like, you, you owe me, or let me get, or you got me next time type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's always been all love. So for me to go back and show that love to somebody else, it's like, that's what's most important for me, you know. Uh, I just went to Nico's performance on Monday, a Monday fucking night, bro. I right work at a yeah, yeah. I work at a school, bro. <laughs> I had to be up at six thirty in the fucking morning. Yeah. So, not not to say like, oh damn, like these dudes kept me out past this time, but it's like, that's how much I love what I do and love the people that come on because they really do just do it because they appreciate who I am as a person. And they don't need to tell me that, uh, you know, it's appreciated when they do. But it's like, you're a real one. I sorry, that was a little <laughs> rant. That was no, a little no, rant it was. It, it's 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 all good because I definitely feel that, bro. And that's I felt the same way when I was doing UIC radio, and even now is like, there's Velaos. We when we book certain guests or like invite people to our stuff, and they come out, like we we share a lot of positive energy with each other, and that goes back to like sharing energy, right? Um, but yeah, I mean that's really important, bro, and that's like definitely like I don't know when you know when you first meet a person and you like get the energy from them and shit. Like mm-hmm. now you know what they're. For me, it's like now I know what your intentions are and like now I know that I can fuck with you, right? Mm-hmm. And like off the well, from herbal notes when I met you, I was like, I wasn't even really there. You know, my mind was not there just for from like that moment. But like now, just like listening to you talk and like we have a lot of similar. Um, ideas and like the whole the whole hopeless romantic shit mm-hmm. that's that's real bro like i don't know man i mean it all relates with one 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 another but like now i know that i can definitely like really fuck with you on a on a not only like on a business level but on a on a mental like level you know and that shit that shit's important too so yeah i appreciate that bro i'm telling you when i saw you at herbal notes bro i was like i was zooted bro so i'm gonna just I, let y'all know herbal notes yeah, that's I, the place to be but like i was I was over there, bro. Like I showed up, right? And I peeped you, but I'm like, is that him? And then I was like, nah. And then I peeped your bag, and I'm like, oh, that's him. But like I said, I didn't know if you knew me because every time we run into each other, we're both fucked up. Because you, you run into me when I'm like DJing and shit, like out with the homies, yeah. right? <laughs> but I'd be fucked up too. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like, does this dude even know who I am? At first, I didn't connect the dots, but then, like, you turned around for a photo, and I saw Sad Boy Radio, and I'm like, there we go. But, yeah, bro, as far as all that, I really appreciate you coming through, and I appreciate the energy. Uh, this is the last topic I have on the book, but we can definitely keep going. So Drake says in Emotionless, I know a girl whose one goal was to visit Rome. Then she finally got to Rome, and all she did was post pictures for people at home because all that mattered was impressing everybody she's known. I know another girl that's crying out for help, but her latest caption is leave me alone. I know a girl happily married till she puts down her phone. I know a girl that saves pictures from places she's flown to post later and make it look like she's still on the go. Look at the way we live. 
Oh. So. I mentioned that bar because everybody's definition of happiness is different. Uh, some people put on this facade on social media and show like, man, I'm so fucking happy. And for me personally, I'm afraid to say that I'm happy a lot of the time. And 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 sorry to interrupt, yeah. but it's it's okay if you're not. Yeah. As long as you know what. <laughs> are you gonna cry or uh, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay, as long as you know what what that is for you, right? Like not everybody. I mean, you can continue on with your question, but I already know what I'm gonna say. I I had this conversation with somebody the other day, man. It's people will make it seem. I mean, going back to that bar, people will make it seem like they're happy when they're really like fucking miserable, bro. And that like kind of creates a domino effect where person seeing that it's like damn they're in cancun they're having the time of their life but you don't know that they're fucking like doing terrible right now in their own like head you know mm -hmm. and they're not happy they just want to show that they're happy now that person's gonna go and do the same thing and like you know post a picture of you know going to rome literally and save the pictures on the phone right mm -hmm. <laughs> so i mean it's it's i don't know man i'm not too huge on the social media bro because if it wasn't for like these days the 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 you know the DJ and shit I, w I wouldn't be on any of these apps bro to be honest like my my personal life is like that's personal bro I don't post I don't put that out there bro you know mm -hmm. um, that's just me though so your mental health is everything bro and there's a reason why like I have my private Instagram and my fucking sad boy radio Instagram um, and I thought about it I'm like maybe I should make the fucking personal one you know, public, because all I post on there is sad boy radio shit. <laughs> but eventually I do want to differentiate the two yeah, where yeah. it's my personal is shit that is going on with me, like my milestones, bro. Like I talk about my milestones, but I want to be able to just post my milestones on my fucking page. You know what I'm saying? Um, Cause, because it's important to you, mm -hmm. though, right? But yeah. it is that. do you think that that's like... Are you looking at other people's shit like, damn, like I should be doing that because that's where the issue lies? I no, nah, I don't look at other people's shit and it's like, let me go to fucking on a vacation because this person went on a vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was in California for my graduation, I was just out there fucking vibing, chilling, and not even worried about shit. Um, my whole thing is really like, okay, what am I gonna do for the podcast? That's the only thing I think about twenty like twenty five eight, bro. Yeah. Is Okay, what can I do next? Who am I going to get on next? What outline am I going to write next? And it's, you know, especially when a lot of people give you the same answer about what's going on in their life, yeah. it's kind of hard to be like, okay, well, I just talked about this. Let me, let's, uh, what other options do you got? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's where the creative part comes in is how are you going to change this topic to be something else? Because mental health, I talked about it with Nico. Now we're talking about it here, but in a different sense. And how it's different is the questions that are asked, right? Yeah. Um, what I did want to ask you is, what is your definition of true happiness? I, I don't have an answer for that yet because I don't feel like I've, like I've, you know, I'm, I'm working towards it for sure. But I once, I don't know, man, it's really hard to explain, you know, like I don't know what my, what it is because i haven't reached it yet if that makes it i know it doesn't make any sense to you but it makes sense to me perfectly right mm -hmm. like as as long as my family's good like i'll be good you know that's one of the things like but i mean i i'm still trying to figure that out for sure and like it's it's prog it's progress but it's also like what do you call it uh, i said it earlier man um fucking whatever bro uh, 
I don't remember either, but um, it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, it's that's a difficult question, but to answer it, bro, I don't know what that is for me yet. I'm still trying to figure that out. So there's that. I think it, yeah, it is a difficult question. And I think that's why it's the perfect question is because just like just like we said, happiness is subjective and different to every single person. I, I don't know. I think part of it for me would be like when I feel like I can do what I want and not feel bad about it, right? Like there's even today when I go out to DJ, sometimes I feel bad to go out to DJ even though it's something that I like doing. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel bad? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Kind of don't want to talk the about that. <laughs> it's it, honestly, it, it's like deeply rooted in like family and shit, like mm-hmm. the old school, like Latino shit. But I, mm-hmm. I really can't get into that because my family don't be watching that shit. They can beat your ass. They're not. Be, they won't beat my ass. But it's like they don't like. It's it's like a constant like battle, bro. Like you know, you shouldn't be out DJing during COVID, and it's like, come on, bro, I gotta make this this bread. You feel me? No, I know what you mean. Um, bro, nah, I get you. Is it like? Cause you got older family members and yeah. they're they're worried about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah, that's how my dad is. But it'd be like that. As far as um, as happiness, right? Being like you said, being able to do what you please and what you love to do, just open and willingly. Happiness for me, you know, I never, I didn't even think about my answer for this question. <laughs> I look at moments, bro. I always look at certain moments that made me feel a certain way. So when I'm sad. When I'm angry, when I'm happy, I've been working at my old elementary school. And, you know, when you go to certain places in certain rooms, it brings back memories of shit that happened. And like I'm working with like preschool through fourth grade and I've been inside almost every classroom I was in, you know, for fucking years. Elementary school, I went there from preschool to eighth grade. So those little memories keep popping up and I'm like, Damn, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Um, but aside from that, I think about like sad moments. You know, I think about fucking night drive sometimes when I was fucking going through it. Uh, when I talk about anxiety, I think about this one night where I was just sitting down listening to music and I'm like, bro, I got to get out of here. I went to the gym at like 12 a.m. Um, when I think of like happy moments or moments where I was like infatuated with someone. I think back to like shit that we used to do and shit that like that made me happy, you know, type shit. So I could never put a definition on like what my happiness looks like. I just know what it feels like in that moment. Right. And like I said, I'm afraid to lose happiness. So when I'm happy, like uh, I I, I remember in uh, my freshman year of English, or sophomore year of English, they asked us, they're like, are you happy on a scale of one to 10? Write how happy you are right now. And I didn't want to put 10 because I was like, I'm afraid that that shit's gonna like, yeah. And so I put like eight or some shit, like some stupid shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, For you, you are you afraid to lose happiness? Um, Not afraid to lose it. Uh, I don't know, I kind of see life as like, it has its moments, right? Just kind of, kind of how you said it has its moments. Um, but your definition of happiness and is is gonna change throughout time, right? Because if you think about when you're younger, like, oh, I want to be happy because I want to be a firefighter or whatever, and that's it. That's it. Like it's because of the job that you have, or it, when you're in high school, or you know, whatever. Like, oh, like, um, you know, that whole that whole like young high school love. Like, oh, when I'm with you, I'm ha- I'm my happiest. And then it's like y'all break up, and it's like terrible, you know. Okay. 
I mean, now that now right, but now that we're growing up, we have a different like idea of what happiness is, and that's consistently gonna change. So, I don't know, bro. Like, it's I'm not afraid to lose it, but I just I'm currently in the search of what it is for me. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Are you afraid that you'll never obtain it? Uh, no, because for me, it's like it's about like the the search for it, right? Like. It's like the the road to to finding it. That's what it is for me, bro. Cause uh, like you'll come across moments, like we just said, right? You come across moments and milestones. Like um, for me, it was like I don't know a moment of happiness for me as far as like DJing and music goes, is like when I DJed for like the Wu Tang Clan. You know, like that was massive for me, bro. And I was like super happy at that time. Um, and then there's also moments like what I'm doing now with Tribe. Like every single Thursday, that's kind of like a like a therapeutic moment for me because I'm around loud house music for like four hours, you know, for the night. And that's like happy for me, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not afraid to like never find it. I mean, this is the road to it is what it is for me, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm just interested in finding out what the light at the end of the tunnel is, you know, for sure. Like, uh, uh, yeah, bro. I mean, it's a variety of things, bro. I can't really, explain it fully because i don't understand it fully at the moment you know um but like you know it's almost like the chase bro sometimes the chase is better than when you finally fucking get it that's how i see it i think that man that th- those definitely were two heavy ass questions that bro, I was Bro, all like, of your questions were heavy <laughs> as hell. Shit, <laughs> I, but it's cool. I mean, I yeah, bro. It's it's stuff that you don't really like talk about, bro. And I, I know at the beginning I had mentioned like, um that I like having the com- tough conversations, bro. And, and that's really what it comes down to, bro. Like, a lot of people don't like to, you know, have tough conversations when it comes to, like, relationships or, like, you know, or, like, the bad qualities that you have. And that's, I don't know, like, bro, shit, I'm all about tough conversations, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, so fuck it. I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, for the past few weeks, I've been having trouble writing my outlines. Like, okay. I've just been... I would sit there for hours trying to find songs, trying to find, like, how am I going to connect this? How does this go here? And for yours, it was literally, like, I probably wrote it in 20 to 30 minutes. And I was like, damn. And for me, if I do something that quick, I'm like, it's not it's not going to be good. <laughs> like, I just think that in my head I get into it, right? I'm like, it has to be longer. It has to take me longer, right? Well, you just, that's probably just you being hard on yourself, bro. You're your toughest critic. I'll definitely say that I I learned that throughout like this period of time and I don't even I don't want to talk about how we're about to hit a year because I keep talking about it every episode and I'm like a year what, of what uh, a year of doing this bro yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody's like what are you gonna do I'm like hey wait till you hit six bro <laughs> you know and like you'll you'll start to notice that like every interview starts to feel different too you know mm-hmm. so Every yeah, every interview is different, and I, like I said, I really appreciate anybody who's come on, anybody who fucking shares my shit. I'm telling you, I'm I know you know the feeling. It's like when somebody shares your shit and somebody like, like comments the, and for like, me, it's like kind of like the jitters, bro. Like I kind of get the jitters in a sense. Like even now with like a mix or like, um, I'll be DJing somewhere and they'll take a photo of me and it's like, yo, that's love, bro. You know, because yeah. because they didn't at the end of the day they didn't have to do that, but they did. You know, so as far as likes. On a post, likes are cool, but it, like once once you get a share, it's like damn, that's real love. You know what I'm saying? Cause you went out of your way to do that shit. Yeah. 
but yeah man other than that that's really all i got for you you know uh i really i really had fun with this conversation and talking about mental health uh not a lot of people talk about it i'm glad that you were so open to you know talking about the therapy and talking about everything because those are moments that make you and those are things that will forever stick with you no matter how old you get you know you got anything else to say i have questions for you how much unhappiness do you think that a relationship weighs like how much does a relationship weigh on unhappiness for you personally at the moment it doesn't um i think that throughout time there was one person and this is this my villain origin story right i've probably told it multiple times but there was one person that like I had to be perfect for bro, like literally perfect. That's already, the, that's already a rough start. The, the definition of perfect. <laughs> that's defi- already a pretty bad start. I'm not gonna lie. The definition of perfect, bro, and I was perfect. Well, why, why, why did you have to be perfect for that person though? Cause the, that's like, I don't know, bro. That's what the person expected of you. You know, it's like when when someone expect. Listen, bro. <laughs> let me tell my story, bro. Don't judge me. <laughs> but perfect, right? Don't be late to shit. You know. Uh, if we say a time, show up on time type shit. And it's not it's not a lot to ask for, right? If somebody tells you, like, oh, I'll pick you up at this time, like, just show up at that time, you know? Um, but I would go out. I would go above and beyond, bro. Like, this girl I was buying flowers for type shit. Like, Ooh, I just bought flowers yesterday. Yeah, ha- had my ass, bro. Had my ass wrapped up. As far as that, like, my happiness never depended on it. I feel like it enhanced it, but when shit was broken and falling apart, it always, like, tore me down with it until, like, a week or two later, I was fine. But the person, toxic shit, bro, would, co- would come back. Toxic relationships. Yeah, toxic <laughs> relationships, bro. Can't so relate, bro. Fuck I it. I don't do toxic, bro. Dude, toxic, that's our favorite on the show, bro. Really? <laughs> no, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, bro, it was just one of those things where it would tear down and bring back up. And now at this point... I'm so focused on what I'm doing and everybody that's around uh, any girl that has, you know, I've talked to throughout the time of the show, they've never been my number one priority. And I always made it a clear, you will not be my number one priority. If you want to be around, please be around. You know, I, I appreciate the company. I appreciate everything that you're going to do. And everything that I do for you, I hope that you appreciate it. And one day it'll be a memory that you can cherish. Do I think that we're going to be here forever? Probably not. Because in reality, you're going to want something more from me. You're going to need something more from me. And that's something that I can't give. How do you, how do you know that that's, that that's what it is? That that's the situation? Yeah. Because I think of relationships and I have an idea of what you're supposed to feel the type of feeling that you're supposed to get. And, you know, maybe once you felt that once, you never get it again. But that idea is something that I continuously chase. And if I don't feel that, it's like, I don't think you're going to be here for a long time. All right. But, I mean, the good thing is that you, like, have that conversation with the other person because what happens a lot now with fucking social media bro it's always fucking social media <laughs> is that is that people don't communicate that shit bro and they'll like lead people on bro and like that's how you know that's i don't know to me that's like fuckboy behavior bro and i always i always bring that shit up bro because that's like it's garbage to me bro like i'm not a fan of it it is garbage i I'm mean i'm not a fan of it i fucking hate fuckboys bro <laughs> like fuck y'all if you're a fuckboy 
I mean, bro, honestly, yeah, I mean, it's trash. And that's why I've always made it a point to be like, what do you want? Where do you think this is going to go? How long are you okay with it just being like this? Once you are done, let me know and we'll have that conversation again. But if I tell you that it's not going to be anything more, like, you're not going to change my mind. I can't do anything about it. So I've told you from the beginning, if you want to stick around and, you know, hurt your feelings, hurt your own feelings in a sense, it's like, you know, you, you did it to yourself. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty, yeah, bro. I don't agree with bro. you on that one, man. Bro. Look, if, man, I'm, pr- me personally, I'm all about, like, like so t- open okay. communication. Like, so, that's just what it is for me, like. So, my bad. Okay. So tell me, how would you go about that situation? If you've told somebody the situation, if you've told somebody, like, this is what it is. It's not, but that's what it is for you, though. You feel me? So the the conversation that I would say is, like, and just from the jump, bro, just because I've, like, I just had this conversation, right? It's, like, yo, like, you have to understand, like, the under person, other person's, like, boundaries, right? And to, in order to do that, it's, like, for me, like, I have to understand what type of person you are through your experiences, right? I'm I'm really a person that wants to understand what type of person you are and, like, the shit that you've gone through just because that to me that defines what you like who you are right that's just me um quote me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's the clip right there that's just that's just me as a person right like i i try always try to like never overstep boundary but also understand what the other person needs and like the problem with people now is that they put their wants above the other person's needs you see what i'm saying like you want something and then but you don't un- you don't listen to what the other person needs in the in the relationship right so i don't know and that in that situation bro like cuz from what i just said like you would have to have that conversation bro like have a conversation what do you what do you what do you expect out of this or where are you at right now mm-hmm. right and it's like if you're not ready for a relationship then i don't then you know that's not you know just have the conversation bro. i mean you we we are having that conversation. That's the thing. You're having that conversation. You're letting them know where you are at. Yeah. This is how I think, right? It's if I let you know where I'm at and you still choose to be around. Right, but what I'm saying is, right, before you continue yeah. with that, yeah. has that person told you where they're at? Where they're or at? Or have you asked like that what, person? Of course. Yeah, yeah. of course we okay. have that conversation of this is where I'm at. What do you want? What do you expect? All right. And, you know, I I don't tell them, like, yeah, maybe we can make it official, like, three, four months later. Like, no, it's never a conversation of we'll see what happens down the line type shit, you know? Because I know, I, bro, I know the lines. <laughs> I know the fucking lines. I know. What lines? What do you mean, what lines? The we'll see what happens or oh. we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there type shit. Like, I know the lines, bro. I don't use those lines because I don't ever want to be in the position where I'm like, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, I fucked you over for sure. You know what right. I'm saying? Oh, that's facts, though, bro. Yeah. I, I never want to be that person, bro. Like, if I'm ever that person, like, I feel like I failed as a human and as as a man, bro. Like, just because of all that fuckboy shit that we said is going on, bro. Like, I can never be that, man. Like, You were, you weren't like that back in the day? Nah. You know what's crazy, bro? I've, I've never been like that, bro. No. I'm, I have too much of, like... I feel like it's going to, like, be in my conscience forever. And, you know, and I also, I, I've t- I told somebody this yesterday as well, like, 
I, I when I see shit like that that's around like my circle, bro, I'll call call it out, bro. Like I'm not with that at all, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but back even like back in the day, nah, bro, yeah. not at all. What I always say is, bro, hurt people hurt people, and that's because like the reason someone is hurting someone, it's because that's what they learned from someone else. That's the way they were treated by someone else, and shit you don't even realize it you know what i'm saying like a lot of the times it's just subconscious and i've you know what i read the other day it was a tiktok i'll be i'll be seeing i'll be peeping shit on tiktok tiktok was like um maybe i can't accept love or anything healthy because all i've ever experienced is toxic shit right and you can't you can't blame that right but sometimes like i thought about it you could blame I thought about it subconsciously, like maybe, maybe I'm just chasing shit. I'm chasing that toxic feeling again, right? Yeah. Because to me, that's what felt good and that's what felt like love. But at this point, it's like you need to fucking get your shit right. together. But, you know? uh, but you said that you can't blame them. You could blame them because there's like you can you can be the person to stop that shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I understand. Like, if somebody says, "Oh, okay, well," like for example, if you you're talking about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm just asking. You're you're talking about yourself. What as far as that the situation, toxic. the toxic shit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if you say like, hey, like, damn, that was that's what I like the toxic shit. Like, yeah, that's what you're gonna give out again. Mm-hmm. But instead, you can be like, hey, like, I understand that this certain situation wasn't right, and I can change that by treating somebody else. Well, I know yeah, that's well. that I know right. for hundred percent that situation wasn't right. I understand, <laughs> but like, not everybody thinks that. And that's the that's the issue, bro. Yeah. You know, people were like take shit on hoodville too seriously and we'll <laughs> we'll actually like partake in that and that's like bullshit to me bro like because like the future meme bro all that shit like dude like man like dating in chicago is fucking terrible bro like i don't know i've never like you said i've not i personally have never made it a priority bro so now i'm like coming in and it's like damn like shit like it sucks bro because all these people have messed with people that i know and it's like bro like I'm not like that, bro. You know what I mean? I I also don't believe in one night stands. That's me personally. Like I have a certain discipline that I follow for myself, and that's one of those things, bro. Like I don't do toxic shit, and like or like involve myself in in that type of shit as far as like relationships go. And like I also like I don't do personally. I don't do one night stands, bro. My boy got standards. I got standards, bro, for sure. <laughs> but it's more than that, man. It's just like a self. Like for me, it's a self-respect thing, bro. Like. I don't know. I just have certain ideas when it comes to that. And as you said earlier, like, for me, like, I'm a hopeless romantic, bro. That's just me, man. Like, like I, I will buy somebody flowers, you know? And I have. I did that shit fucking yesterday. That's so It's nice, bro. It, it's nice to be able to be like, damn, I'm going to go get this person some flowers, you know, type shit. Facts. Um, and that, hey, man, that person, like, for me, like, that person is, like, super special for me. You know what I mean? And I hope that's included in there because you know who you are. Yeah, I think that being able to spread that love and that's my that's my other thing, bro, is that um, what's it called? When you say how much does a relationship affect your happiness or impact it? Right. I feel like I have always been the one that was giving, giving, giving. Right. That even even now, I don't feel like them. I'm receiving as much as I put out and I wouldn't say that it bothers me i would say that i notice it right so that's one thing about a girl that like i notice is like how much 
effort and how much are you willing to give me because everybody else has always been take, 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 right? I don't know. It really does depend on the person, man. But a lot of people won't, like, give until they're ready to give. And that's what I've come to realize now, you know? Like, some people are are so quick to to give and other people won't be, you know? Um, But you have to, like, be aware of, like, what that like what it looks like for that person right yeah because a lot of people bro like you won't you won't you won't see it coming until like they really understand what type of person you are it's it's a really it's really complicated man but it's like it goes back to that whole like energy thing man like if you feel the energy from the beginning and it's like yo like you're not giving me the energy the same energy that i'm giving you then like you have to be aware of that and like figure out why that is you know kind of so yeah, bro. I mean, like you said, understanding what that person has gone through and those emotions that are there for them and the emotions that aren't there for them, right? A lot of the times emotions become uh, detached from certain people because of certain situations. I definitely felt that one. <laughs> uh, so just understanding that, right? I think that I'm going to give an example, right? Um, not to put anyone out there uh when people get cheated on right especially like that's so common nowadays bro that i not only do i not want to ever cheat on somebody but i don't ever want to make somebody feel like they're not that they're worthless not once that happened to them i don't want to do that a second time to them that's even more like it's fucked up to do once but to make them feel like that again after they trusted you not to that's fucked up yeah, that's definitely fucked up, bro. I mean, that's that's why I told you I'm not I'm not I'm not with that fuckboy shit, bro. Not at all, man. Cause it's like yo, like, like dude, people are people are um. I don't know, man. People people can break, right? Like that's how I like to think about it. Like we're not perfect, bro. Like people have emotions, just like you and I have emotions. Like women have emotions too, bro. And like I don't know, man. Like that's. Once you hurt somebody like that, bro, it's it's hard for for them to like trust another person like that, right? And like, for example, let's just say that you were a fuckboy and I'm not, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, this is this this is just this a situation, right? And like, you if you hurt a person, right? Like that person's gonna have trouble trusting me now, even though like I I really don't do that fuckboy shit. You feel me? Like that's just how I think about it. Like, damn, like now it's you know now I'm affected too because. You know, that's just how I think about it, bro. And that's the reality of it. And I, it's just an example, y'all. So he's not, I don't know if he's a fuckboy or not. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's from Big Sean. Beware. It's not It's not a bar, but it's the same concept, right? Okay. Then she texts me like, why you still talk to my mama? How the fuck you run around with condoms? Why you make me get this tattoo, man? Fuck this tattoo. You the reason why I wasn't single in college. What? All because I had you? I can't say that word. I don't even have you. How am I supposed to get past you? And she called the next guy spinning some real shit. Now they problems that he got to deal with. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, you know, it's it's fucked up, bro. It's really fucked up. Like, I don't know, man. And, like, bro, it's it's really shit. We can keep talking about this for days, bro. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't partake, bro. I don't part, I don't play that shit, bro. I'm, I'm really, like, when I fuck with somebody, bro, like, it's it's a hundred percent real. I don't play no fucking games. I don't do that shit, bro. Because, you know, people can't break, bro. And like, people have shit going on in their lives, bro. Like, you know, what? If, I don't want to be that person that 
makes it worse, bro. Like, that's so terrible because I would hate it for it to be me, you know? So I'm not going to pass that on to somebody, you know? Like, for me, like, even, like, relationships, friendships, all that shit, like, I want to see somebody grow and, like, be the best version of themselves, you know? Like, whether that's with me, around me, or if there's any way I can help, that's the type of person that I am, man. Like, you know, instead of making you your life harder and more miserable bro like i'm trying to i want to make sure that you're the best you you know and that's that's really it man man and i bro i can go on about fucking the concept of love and the way that everybody is impacted by certain things you know it it could be the smallest thing like bro you could talk to somebody for a week and the way that you treat them will always stay with them and they're gonna want to either replicate that or they're going to realize what they don't want around them. So I think that as far as love and relationships, bro, it's really, you just got to be, don't be an asshole, you know? Um, obviously, you're not an asshole because, man, this is Mr. Perfect, though. I'm not, no, I'm far, <laughs> hey, I keep saying it, man, I'm far from perfect, bro. It's just like, I know what I want and I know what I want to stay away from, you know? And that's it goes back to like self discipline, bro. I'm like, when it comes to relationships, bro, I'm like, I, I'm very disciplined with myself, man. And and it's like amongst other things, you know. But that's just like one of the things that was brought up. So mm-hmm. nah, that's dope, bro. Honestly, I I can only say positive things about you. You really brought positive energy and just you, bro. You even were teaching me right now, you know. I, it's not many days where someone comes on the show and teaches me some shit and you know tells i i really kind of look at it now like a sit down like yo like don't be a fuck boy that's what i do i told you i'll call call my people out for for that shit you know so that'll be all guys thank you for watching sad boy radio i appreciate all of you i really appreciate c states for coming through like i said bro he hit me up just to be like yo like send me a date so i really appreciate that once again sad boys for real Thank you all for watching, and man, if you sat through a whole hour, you're a real one. <laughs> all right, peace out. This is Sad Boy Radio.